What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dillon here with y'all, as always. Special episode today, um, breaking down the PLL expansion draft selections, uh, Water Dogs, and then head coach Andy Copeland found out their 18-man roster yesterday as the Water Dogs took part in the PLL expansion draft. They could <clears throat> select 18 players. I believe it was a four-player max um, from each team is who they could select. So <clears throat> without further ado here, let's get into things. Um, so first off, and I'm going to go over the, the picks here. <clears throat> and um, there's not really too many picks that for me are that surprising. Um, there was such great amount of players that you could go get if you um, the Water Dogs. And I also want to mention that there was a college draft and a new players entry draft that are both coming up in March and April as well. So, um, and I know Coach Copeland said on the broadcast that they did take those two things into consideration when making these picks. So first off, first pick overall was Connor Kelly, attackman slash midfielder from Whipsnakes. <clears throat> Second pick was Christian Cuccinello, attackman from Archers. Third pick was Brody Merrill, defenseman from Chaos. Number four was a bit surprising, Charlie Cipriano, a goalie from Chaos. Number five was Ben Reeves, attackman from Whipsnakes. Number six, Kyle McClancy, midfielder from Chaos. Number seven, Kieran McCardle, attackman from Atlas. Number nine, Brian Carolunas, defenseman Redwoods. Number 9, Ben McIntosh, midfield Archers. Number 10, Drew Snyder, midfield Whipsnakes. 11, Ryan Jenner, attackman Whipsnakes. So, <clears throat> Whipsnakes, they maxed out. Uh, I believe that's the only team they did max out on. Yep. Uh, got four Whipsnakes and Kelly, Reeves, Snyder, and Jenner. Uh, 12th, they got Noah Richard, LSM from Atlas. 13, Steve Dinopolio, uh, <clears throat> midfield Atlas. 14, Westberg, midfield Redwoods. 15, Chris Sabia, defense Chrome. Uh, 16, Ryan Conrad, midfield Atlas. 17, Danny Ipe, midfield Archers. And number 18, Drew Simino, face off Chrome. <clears throat> now, overall, my kind of, I guess, reaction as this whole thing was going on, and I wrote it in my <clears throat> um, breakdown that I put on up on the site last night, and I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. But this is a positionless lacrosse team. Like, if you really look at the kind of guys they got, especially offensively, there's a lot of guys that you could put in 
in multiple facets and multiple roles on the field, and they could be successful. Um, Connor Kelly, you know, it's been the long had debate. Is Connor Kelly an attackman or a midfielder? Long held debate goes back to his college days at Maryland. Now, you also got <clears throat> some guys that I think, you know, Connor Kelly and Christian Cuccinello are kind of in that same ilk. Um, ben Reeves as well. But you also got some guys that are just pure shooters that are some really good catch-and-shoot guys. Um, ben McIntosh, Drew Snyder, Ryan Jenner. So there's a lot of guys there. I really like that they got some of those guys. And then also they got uh, probably two, three, two, three picks that I really like. Um, here, obviously, I think Kieran Ricardo. I was surprised. Um, I you know not that it's it makes a difference where they went, but because <clears throat> only one team picking. But I was kind of surprised surprised not to hear his name till later because he can kind of be that quarterback um, attackman for a team. But I, I really like that pick. Kyle McClancy and Ryan Conrad and Steve Gennapolio. Um, I think those three midfielders, especially McClancy, because he proved it last year, <clears throat> and Zanopoli has proved it as well, and we saw Ryan Conrad do that in college last year at Virginia. Didn't get too much time with Atlas last year, but got some good two-way midfielders that can really make a difference on the back end as well as on offense. So, Get some guys, and they like that. And I think this is a team. <clears throat> no, you could put Kyle McClancy on, on, on midfield attack, uh, midfield um, offensive midfield, if you want. But you can also run him on defense. Same with Napoleon. Same with Conrad. Um, I, I just really like that they went with those picks and get some of those mid those two way midfielders because. <clears throat> No, teams were very protective of short stick defensive midfielders. Um, and I mean, that was no secret. So to be able to protect um, some of those guys for a lot of teams was crucial. And we see what, what they did here. They went for more two-way guys instead of just straight up uh, defensive midfielders. Now, <clears throat> now defensively, and so I'll, I'll talk about the two specialist positions before we get to defense. Um, Charlie Cipriano, you know, he didn't get much run with Chaos last year. He's a veteran pro player, played in the MLL for a number of years. Andy Copeland coached him in college. That's why he drafted him. So... I know there were a lot of people kind of saying, you know, why why not Jack Kelly? Why not a lot of these other guys? You know, Adam Gittleman was unprotected. You had <clears throat> who else was looking here this Unless who else was unprotected? You had Jack Kelly, Redwoods, yeah. 
Jacob Stover, Flip Snakes. You got a lot of guys that are left unprotected. Uh, Black Queener, <clears throat> that you could have picked from. I would have not picked Cipriano, but it's not the craziest thing in the world. Um, it does make sense, so that's that. Now, defense uh, at the face-off dot, they get Drew Seminole, which I, I think that's the best option you could get um, out there. <clears throat> Besides not getting one and then trying to bank on TD in the draft. Um, and I don't exactly have the draft order up, but I don't know where, where, where Water Dogs will be if they're going to just be put last or if they're going to be put... I know Archers has the first pick, so be interested, interesting to see where Water Dogs goes. I think I saw that they're just going to put them last or something like that, um, which, I mean, no, whatever. Um, but Drew Simino thinks a good, good get there uh, for them. Yeah, the, <clears throat> the only other guy I would have, face-off guy, I would have really... Um, if I'm in that position that I really would have gotten retired a few weeks ago and got Glenwin because he was left unprotected, but then retired. Um, yeah. Chris Mattis is a good one. Austin Henningsen, but outside of those guys, I don't really know. Nobody that would would have wanted to get over Semino. Now to the defense. <clears throat> and I just want to preface this by saying I absolutely love what they've done with this defense. So first off, you got Brody Merrill, who to me was the biggest no-brainer uh, selection in this expansion draft. And to get a guy like Merrill to build your defense around, that's an opportunity that doesn't come around very often. And, I mean, if, if you're going to tell me or ask me a guy, if I'm a coach, you know, what, what, what defenseman would you build, an offense, or build a defense around? Brody Merrill is like the number one name that pops up. And then, you know, add in his leadership qualities, his experience, all of that. Oh, second to none in in this game. They also got Brian K. Lewis, who's in a similar ilk as Brody Merrill. <clears throat> Maybe he doesn't have as much experience, but he's an experienced pro defenseman. He's aggressive. So Merrill and Carolinas are going to be your two core pieces. That, to me, is a steal. I think this defense is already, as we haven't seen them play together or anything like that, but this team on paper, this defense on paper, is probably, close defense, probably one of the better ones in the league already. 
And they got two younger guys in uh, LSM, Noah Richard, and defenseman Chris Sabia. Chris Sabia being a rookie last year out of Penn State. Both, like, they, the ceilings for both of those guys are pretty high as young players. Surround them with Merrill and Carolinas under that tutelage. I think we're going to see those two guys grow tremendously this summer. Um, and this is a defense I don't want to mess with. <clears throat> now, you also got to mention, I mentioned this earlier, Kyle McClancy, Ryan Conrad, Steve Ginopoli, as guys that can really you know, make an impact on the defensive end um, at the midfield spot. I think of those guys, Ginopoli and McClancy are probably the two best defensive mid- defensive midfielders. Um Conrad is a real good midfielder in the transition game defensively, um, or at least showed that last year <clears throat> when he got to play. Um, and we, like, we didn't get to see as much of Conrad as the other two guys in the PLL. That's the only reason I say that uh, that he's kind of that third guy. But you know what he did at Virginia was second to none uh, last season. You know he he's got that good. He's got that grind. Um, I think all three guys do. <clears throat> and again, look at what especially McClancy and Conrad can do on the on the offensive end. And it's I mean, two steals right there and the third one with Denopoli. Now, I mentioned um, in goal, you know, I think the familiarity with Copeland is with, with, with Copeland is, is, is very good. I think having a, a steady defense, especially with those two in middle and Kellen Lunas out in front of you, um, if Cipriano doesn't really pan out, and I'm not saying that he, I'm not predicting that he's not going to be good or anything like that. But if there are struggles, I don't, I can't see him getting left on an island with those two. Um, there, Kellen Lunas in middle. Uh, Sabia and, and, and Richard as well. I don't really see too many times that Cipriano is going to get left on an island. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. <clears throat> now, looking at... Um, some of these teams, some of Water Dogs needs for the draft. So I mentioned they're going to have a new players entry draft and a collegiate draft. Now, we don't know exactly who's in the new player draft, but it's guys whose their, their contract is up with MLL and they're going over to PLL. It's basically what that is. And I, I mean, I guess they... Could be a couple NLL guys that haven't played field, pro field in a while that put their names in there as well. But um, so we don't really know exactly who's in there. But you know, we'll see when 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 time comes. That is on March sixteenth, I believe, and then the collegiate draft is like April twenty first ish, somewhere in that range. <clears throat> so. Another two busy months across the PLL. Now, when you look at kind of 
team's needs going into the new player draft and the collegiate draft. And, I, you know, again, we don't know who's in the new player draft, but I think I could certainly see them go and try and get a second goalie um, and a second face-off man because I think when you're looking at the college guys, I believe uh, Copeland said they're going to have two rounds of that new injury draft. I think trying to get a face-off man and a goalie would be the two things to do in there. Um, one, just because I think you need two face-off men and two goalies. Um, secondly, because Cipriano hasn't didn't hasn't had much run in the PLL yet, <clears throat> and I, I haven't fully looked up his his MLL stats, but um, I, I remember him playing very very well. So I'm not too worried about him, but I I just don't see many pro-ready college guys this year in you know ready to come in the PLL. Much like um, Tim Troutner last year, I don't see any guys like that this year in college yet um, that I would put put it thrust into the fire week one in the PLL, or that I would trust to, to come in and, and provide a spark right away. I think there's definitely some guys you can develop and potentially become that, but we'll see. We'll see. At, at the face of that, I just think they need a second guy there, and I don't... Well, let's see, let's see what... I believe the the draft order is gonna look like this: um, Archers, Atlas, Chrome, Chaos, Redwoods, Whipsnakes, Water Dogs. I don't see. I don't see TD Irwin dropping to seventh in the first round. I just don't see that happening. <clears throat> I don't see it happening. Could it happen? Yeah, but I don't see it happening. I just don't. Now, <clears throat> when looking at some of these other positions, I think there's other teams that need a face-off man. Archers, are one that come out to me. That's really the only one that comes. Archers and Redwoods are probably the two that pop out to me the most of need a face-off man. So, we'll see what those two teams do. But I just can't see Water Dogs getting TD Irwin with their uh, proposed spot in the draft right now. And again... Could there not be a face-off man that is in the new entry draft? I mean, I guess that's a that's a possibility. I guess there's a possibility there's not a goalie in there, but I would expect there to be a goalie and a face-off man in there that have pro experience. So uh, we'll see there. <clears throat> now, another thing I would say 
um, before we get off here is in terms of needs. I, you know, I, I mentioned the positionless lacrosse type thing, right? I would like to see them try and get an ex-attackman. Um, I think you can make the case that Cuccinello can be that. You can make the case that Makoto can be that. But... Now you can invert a lot of these other guys as well, especially Danny Ipe. But there's not a quote-unquote quarterback attackman. And that's part of this positionless type of cross. And you saw Whip Snakes play it a bit last year. Um, <clears throat> and what happened was at times you had guys occupying kind of the same kind of space. And that's why they were running... Ben leaves out of the box a lot, and so you know, it's um, it'll be inter- interesting to see what they do. You could put Ben leaves there at the X spot. I don't think he's the um, maybe the in that quarterback mold that you want, but we'll see what he does. Um, also, I could see them try and go get a couple short short stick defensive midfielders. Um, in the college games, you kind of bought from either the college draft or the new player draft to just really bolster that defense even more. Um, if you're going to go the college route, I mean, one guy that I would, I, I, I would definitely, you know, suggest any team getting is, um, you know, Jared Warner out of Villanova, uh, brother of Ty Warner, who plays for Whip Snakes. You know, we'll see what what they do there. But I, I definitely think the three areas, just when you're looking at it on paper, that I could see them try and go in either the college draft or the new player draft. Um, college draft will be on April 21st, by the way. Just looked that up. Uh, new player draft, March 16th. But... Uh, a second goalie, a second face-off man, and maybe one or two more uh, short stick defensive midfielders to bolster the front end of that defense. That's all we got for y'all today. Um, again, thanks, thanks y'all for listening, listening in. Um, as always, check out social media. At Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.